You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Welcome back to My Wedding Season, the podcast. This is episode 57. What I have for you today is a replay of the online workshop that I held alongside the one and only Leslie Vega, who is a brand and web designer. It was our second edition of Book More Weddings and this time for 2024. It was a completely free workshop which you were able to attend if you wanted to and the benefit of showing up live is that you can take part in the Q&A. But for those of you who were not able to make it, I'm making it available for you here on the podcast or you can just head on over to my YouTube channel and check it out there. And for those of you who like to have a more tailored guidance in your business, I'm offering a one-on-one mentoring session to help you book more weddings. I will help you figure out the kind of content you should be creating to have your ideal clients inquire and book with you. I'm offering 50% off if you book in 2024 and the session can take place in March 2024. There are five spots available, so if you're interested, just email me, ida at wedding-photography-podcast.com. And if you want to get more details, just go on over to my website, www.wedding-photography-podcast.com forward slash book-more-weddings. But of course, all the links are in the show notes. Leslie also has a special offer for you. You can get 30% off her mini brand until February 29th until 11.59 p.m. Just use the code MINI30 when you're on the checkout screen to submit a deposit. So I really hope that you're going to get a lot of value from our online workshop. Let's get into it. All right, let me quickly introduce myself for those of you who don't know me. I am Ida Glovic. I'm a wedding photographer based in Germany. I'm a business with my husband, Tim. We do weddings mostly around Germany and Switzerland and Austria, but also sometimes in France or Italy, depending Um. Otherwise, I'm also a host of a podcast called My Wedding Season, the podcast where I give loads of information to wedding photographers. I get guests on and uh, it's a whole lot of fun. So I would love for you to check it out. And today I'm going to talk to you about how you can use SEO to get potential clients to your website, because as Leslie and I were talking before, it works actually really well. We do not like depending on like social media or ads because doing ads is like a science and we're not experts in that but getting your website set up straight and optimizing it for SEO works really well so um perfect and I am gonna hand it over to Leslie to introduce herself and then we will get started okay awesome so I am Leslie Vega I am not a photographer, but I kind of call myself a photographer groupie because I am a brand designer and I've been doing brands and websites for photographers for about 15 years now. So literally like people confuse me for a photographer because I'm just in the mix so much Um, because I just, I don't know. I love you guys. You guys value true brands. You guys value the visuals and the presentations and your online presence. And so Uh, just been in this world for all these years. And so now it's like, I get this treat to be able to share everything that I'm getting from your industry, everything that I'm getting from, you know, the big photographers who are like 
telling me their secrets and, you know, I love to spew it out to everyone else uh, in the industry because I feel like we can all benefit from it. And so I'm ready. I'm excited to share some new stuff for 2024 and what I'm seeing in the photography industry when it comes to your web presence and branding and things like that. So good. And before I get started, I want to say Leslie and I did this last year. So there is a book more weddings in 2023 version where we went through a whole lot of stuff. So we don't want to replicate what we did last year. So we really revised our presentations today for you. Uh, if you want to check out what we talked about last year, which on my side with SEO got a little bit technical and all of that, you can, yeah, check it out on my podcast or on my YouTube channel. So it's there for you. Uh, we've also, I've also had Leziana's guest. So there are other episodes with her where she shares a whole lot about optimizing your website for, mm -hmm. yeah, getting your ideal clients. So just wanted yeah. to let you know. <laughs> I am going to share my screen because I have a few slides for you today. And we're gonna kick it off that way. Awesome. So, like I said, welcome to Book More Weddings in 2024. And let's keep it going. There we go. All right. I just came up with this a couple days ago when I was organizing this, this presentation. And I truly, truly believe it. So basically, I really believe that in order to get clients as a wedding photographer, you really do not have to be the best out there. You do not have to be the most talented or the most popular on Instagram. You literally just have to create content that resonates the most with the type of clients that you're trying to book. And you need to be their most irresistible choice. And in order to do that, you have to know what kind of clients that you're trying to attract. But if you're really demonstrating that you can serve them best, they will book you, really. They're not looking for the, the most talented photographer or who's really popular. They are looking for someone who's gonna serve them the way they wanna be served and someone they can really trust. So we can really do this by creating content that's resonating the most with our potential clients. So I truly believe in this. All right. If you are here with us on this online course, I'm assuming you're struggling to book out your calendar this year and don't feel bad about it because there are a lot of people in that boat. So if you're not getting enough visitors to your website, if you've tried paid ads and they're not working, if you're not getting enough inquiries or if you're getting inquiries and people are ghosting you and you're just thinking, shoot, I don't know if I can book enough weddings this season. You're in the right place. We're gonna do our best to help you out. <laughs> All right. So at the end of this webinar, we hope that we're gonna equip you uh, to help you get a flow of visitors to your website. Um, and then to feel like, okay, you don't need to waste money on ads that may not be working for you. And we want you to start getting more inquiries in that inbox and that your ideal potential clients start booking you and that you get your full calendar for this season. That would be amazing. All right, so what I'm gonna be covering in this presentation is gonna be in three parts. We're gonna talk about your website, your social media. Yes, you can use SEO for social media and that works really good. And also we're gonna be talking about workflow. All right. 
website. Let me tell you, blogging is not dead. You should be blogging, but the way that you are blogging 2024 is different to the way you were blogging in 2018, 2019, those days are behind us. So what a lot of wedding photographers used to do or still do when it comes to blogging is like they shoot a wedding and then they put just the photos in a blog on the website and the kind of text that they write is, oh, you know, um, Monica and Chandler's wedding was amazing. They're such a cute couple, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And talking about like the weather, that worked for a while, but these days, the way that we blog is turning it into actual content. And what does that mean? Blog in a way, for example, focusing on a certain location or a venue that you want to continue shooting at. So let's say, okay, there is a, an island here close to where I live. It's called the Mainau Flower Island. A lot of weddings take place there. So when I shoot a wedding and vlog that, I am more focusing on talking about that island. So already from the title, it's um, Mainau Island Wedding. And then I give information about that venue. You know, so when potential clients are looking to book a venue or if they've booked it and they're searching for information, I want my blog post to show up there. And I want to be the one giving them the information that they need. And the images that I use are from a wedding or weddings that I've shot there. So not only am I giving valuable information to them, but I'm also showcasing my work, right? So I'm sharing my experience. And that way, I'm also establishing my authority as someone who's really experienced and knows this venue really well. So that is amazing. And of course, once you do that, you don't want to just leave them hanging. Make sure that you have a call to action at the end of that blog post. So um, say you're a wedding photographer and if they're looking for one, that they should get in touch and send them to your contact page. That's the way to go. And of course, you want to keep updating it regularly. Yes, once you've blocked that, it is some sort of an evergreen content that can stay on your website, but make sure that you go back in there. And if there's new information, add it. And then also it's really helpful for SEO. And then when people are searching on Google that you can show like the current year because people feel like, oh my God, that is new and fresh information. and it also shows Google that it is fresh content. It's not like outdated. So make sure you're doing that. All right. And then when it comes to, uh, it's not just about like writing blogs on your own website, but make sure that you are guest blogging, right? That means if there are websites out there where you can contribute content to, especially if they are a bigger website, that is going to help your website rank higher on Google. And obviously ranking high on Google means you're one of the first ones that people will click on, right? And you might be looking at this thinking, what does it mean to have a high domain authority? These are websites that have so much good content and have been around so long that when you have a backlink from these websites, it's going to push your website higher because Google's going to think, okay, this is a legitimate website and it's talking about the same type of content people are looking for and that's going to help you. 
And in the same way, it doesn't have to only be a blog that you've written. This is also relevant to being featured on a wedding blog. So one of the advantages of like submitting your work for being featured to a wedding blog is the fact that you get that backlink, you know? Like I was currently featured on um, Photobug Community, which is part of Junebug Weddings. And because I got a backlink from them, it really pushed my website up and that's massive. So make sure that you're like actively putting yourself out there. And it also of course helps you get discovered, right? You're being put out to a wider audience, you're getting better known and that just helps you. And another thing is obviously building relationships with other vendors, which means you can also be contacting vendors within your space, within the market that you're working in and asking them if you can get featured on their websites, you can reciprocate that and work together. Um, and then we all grow together. If you have any questions about that section, like I said, please, please put it in the, in the chat and I'll get to it at the end of this. I know that it's quite a lot to take in, but we're gonna get through this and it's gonna be awesome. All right, second portion is about social media. And I wanna talk about social media and aspect of it turning into the new type of search engine. And I love it for that. <laughs> if anybody's suffering with the algorithm these days, you're not alone. My page is super suffering, but still I keep posting because I'm using those lovely hashtags and potential clients still find me. So it does not matter if you're not getting the likes, if you feel like your posts are being hidden, as long as, if, especially if you're operating in a local market, still keep posting and really think of what kind of hashtags your potential clients are searching and put it out there. So Instagram is obviously all like, it's perfect for getting discovered. You can connect and really make sure you're using that link in bio to redirect it to your website. So don't have the conversations in the DMs, push people to your contact form. Like that's my major <laughs> advice for you. And Pinterest, people are always sleeping on Pinterest. Pinterest is a search engine in its own right. And one of the best things is once you've blogged on your website, make sure you're pinning on Pinterest and linking to, back to your website. And even if you feel like who's searching for a blog post on Pinterest, like that's not gonna help. Like that's besides the point It's the fact that when you've pinned it to Pinterest, that's giving you extra SEO juice and it's pushing that blog post up. So you wanna do that. It just takes a couple minutes to use Canva, put up a graphic and link it back to that blog post that you worked so hard on. And for the daring souls out there who <laughs> are willing to use TikTok, yes, you know, it's got reach like no other. And um, yeah, that way you can be discovered and you have that chance to go viral. Um, and you don't have to be all dressed up or whatever. You can be unpolished, you can have fun with it. And it actually works. Like I once, I think this was two years ago, put up a video on TikTok thinking nothing of it and it got half a million views and it freaked me out. <laughs> it actually works. So um, if you're willing, go for it. All right, 
Um, I see this quite a lot on different accounts where people do not optimize their bio to its like fullest potential. Like it is such a game changer. Like if your bio is just your name, that's not going to help you, especially as long as if you are a big name, a brand, of course. But if not, if you're especially focused on a certain area, a local market, make sure that you're putting that as the name because it's searchable and people can find you. And like I mentioned before, make sure that you're using hashtags very intentionally. Now, even the captions, um, you can put keywords in there and you're easily found. So like be very intentional in the way that you use these words. Um, and also in terms of the profile pic, I would encourage you to use a photo of yourself or at least somewhere in your grid that there's a photo of you that you've written a little bit about who you are. Like, don't be too anonymous uh, because when you show who you are, you build trust and people want to know who's behind this because mostly people are like skeptical online. And let's just do that to help build trust. All right. Content creation this is also related to yeah, how we use social media, you know, produce content that's really resonating. Like I said, it's not about like jumping on trends and all that. Of course, that works for some people. But if we're really talking about like using the SEO to draw people to our website, we really just need to know that we are talking directly to our potential dream clients and producing content where it's informative to them. Um, we can do that in our captions. If you're willing to make reels, uh, putting it also on the reels. We know that, you know, mostly photographers like to make reels uh, to make other photographers laugh, uh, which is fine. And I think it works, especially if you have like education and you're selling that, but um, really have your potential clients in mind when you're making reels. Um, also utilize your highlights put the information that is easily accessible, that is relevant to them in those highlights. Um, if you're willing, like show some behind the scenes, people love behind the scenes. We really underestimate that because it gives them a feel of who you really are. And let me say it again, the number of likes does not matter. All right, we're at the end the third section of my presentation and it's all about workflow because we can only do this when we make the whole process easier and seamless because we are busy photographers. All right. I love this topic, getting organized because that's the only way life works. Uh, what, what can you do like to make this seamless as possible? Take the time in the beginning to do like proper keyword research, right? So think about like location specific keywords and also think about which venues you really want to shoot a wedding at and just go for that, right? Write it down, use an Excel sheet, whatever works for you, your notes app and think about like what kind of words do you want to rank for? What kind of uh, search terms are your potential clients looking for? Is there a certain niche you want to rank for? And also think about your brand positioning because all this comes into play, you know? What kind, which market are you actually serving? 
you know, is it a premium market? And really thinking about crafting it along those lines. And it's also possible, like, even though a lot of people think SEO keywords, it seems quite dry, there are ways to include your brand personality into it. And um, you can find more information where I go into that, I think, in our last webinar or one of the episodes that we did. But I'm just going to move on to the next part, which is about the images, you know, already like be organized and put the images that you want to share that are portfolio worthy in a certain folder that you can easily access them, right? Sometimes searching through thousands of images could just be daunting. But if you already have it done ahead of time and you've also like optimized those images, reduce the size, uh, use J JPEG mini, for example, um, it makes it so much better. And then if you can just like batch work it and like already like change the file names um, for what you want to be ranked for. So like that all helps you with SEO instead of having like a file name that is image one, two, three, think about, you know, putting the specific venue name in the image name, um, try to use some descriptive alt text in your blog post. All this is going to help you immensely. All right. And then of course, it's about thinking of content ideas. Like you need to take the time to brainstorm them and think about, okay, what kind of information are your potential clients looking for when they're on Google? And yes, we can use AI to our advantage to help us. I mean, ChatGPT has been around now for a little bit. And um, I personally think it's useful. Like, you know, some people don't want to do it, but for idea generation and making an outline, it is helpful. Of course, we need to use our brains as well. But if you want to make this process easier for you, do that. Um, I use it definitely for also checking through like any spelling mistakes or grammar, or whatever pop it in there, it helps out. But always personalize the con the content, never ever copy paste it, put yourself into it. It's really just supposed to assist you in the process and not do the whole work for you. That's not what it's about. All right, another thing I have is in terms of the back end of my website, once I've written a blog post and I've said it in a way that is, yeah, wonderful in terms of all the headings. You have to remember like the technical parts, you know, the H1 heading, the main heading, the H2 heading, subheadings, all this is covered in a past um, webinar, like I said, but learn those technical things. But once I've laid out the paragraphs and everything, then I know, okay, next time I don't, I don't start from scratch. It's a layout, it's like a template for me that I copy paste into a new page. And then I just put the new content in there. It just makes the process that much easier. And once I wanna do something, I'm not feeling like, oh my God, it's like a huge task that I have to take on. I know the process and then I end up getting things done, which is amazing. All right, yeah. And then in the back end, I really, really recommend I personally use WordPress. I'm not so familiar with other ones, but if you're using WordPress, there's a plugin called Yoast and it helps you optimize your blog post for SEO. So it's gonna tell you if your title is good, if your meta description is good, if your keyword is good, um, it's gonna rank it according to like this 
system of green, yellow, red, and then um, you can always improve it and you see your score. And then it also tells you in terms of readability, there's a, usually you have to have a certain length for, excuse me, <laughs> a blog post um, to be seen as valuable by Google, right? And has to have a certain structure, which once you learn to write in a certain way that is good for this type of content, it gets easier. Like it was a process for me, you know, coming from like the university days of writing essays and now thinking, okay, how we write blog posts is different. Once you learn it, it's actually pretty easy. I also wanna take a second to talk about cornerstone content, which for a lot of people is like, what in the world is that? But essentially, not every blog post that you have on your website is equally valuable. Let's put it that way. There are gonna be some blog posts that are more, you know, intensively written, more detailed. Um, you want this kind of cornerstone content to be the type of thing you want to be known for. So this is going to be longer. It's going to link out to other websites, for example. It's going to cover different aspects of um, perhaps a venue or the city you're in. But really think about that. Google it to learn more about that. But this is definitely going to help your ranking. All right, we certainly need to quickly cover that your website is mobile friendly. Like a lot of people, especially when we're working on our computer, we're thinking about how the layout is awesome, um, seeing it on a computer screen, but it is absolutely essential to make it perfect for our smartphones because number one, um, Google will punish your website if it's not mobile friendly. So you can forget your ranking if you don't do it that way. But really just as important is the fact that more and more people are actually looking and searching um, for photographers just using their cell phones. Like not a lot of people are just sitting on the computer searching, especially when you have some uh, your website linked, for example, from Instagram and they go to your link in bio, they're, gonna, they're doing that from their phones and you wanna make sure that it's as user-friendly as possible and as a side note, which just came to me, there's still a lot of people who use like Linktree to link out from Instagram. Um, I really recommend that you make another, like a hidden page on your website yourself to control the links that you are setting up there. Uh, if you have any questions about that, I'm happy to answer them later on. All right, final part is about using a third party software. QuickTime has not paid me to talk about them. <laughs> I just really think that it makes sense how they're doing it. Yes, um, I am affiliated with them, but this is literally because I think what they're doing is absolutely genius and I have to talk about it. So um, when you use a gallery like QuickTime and you already have your images uploaded there, it just makes it so much easier that you blog directly using that. So you can already select the images that you want and you don't have to go searching for them. They're already there and you can add your text, your keywords right there. I don't necessarily do this every time I've done it once before. I plan to do it more in the future because it just saves me so many steps in the process. And I've 
also seen, which I'm going to dig deeper into very, very soon, is that they have like an AI writing assistant for blogs where they already have ChatGPT integrated within PickTime to help you write SEO optimized blogs, which is amazing. And you are able to do this in different languages. So I know there are people in, um, in here who speak like German, for example. So you can do it in English, German, Spanish, French, Portuguese. And that's just amazing. It just makes your workflow that much better and easier. Yeah, so that is the end of my <laughs> presentation. I just have this last slide to let you to say thank you for being here. And I know what I talked about is it's general in a sense. It's not directed to your business per se. I'm happy to answer honestly all your questions from the within the QA section. But if you want to dive deeper specifically to your business, I've decided to take 50% off for February. Um, and we can do a one-on-one mentoring session, which would be amazing, but this is not a sales call. Um, and I just want to say thank you and pass it over to Leslie, who is going to tell us everything about how we can optimize our website and brand design. Thank you, Leslie. Of course. Okay. So um, I have some goodies here. I just kind of want to tag on behind Ada and kind of share some things that have more so to do with your brand and how that affects getting more ideal clients. So she did touch on SEO. I know SEO is techie and I know she referred to our 2023 episode on this on getting more clients and she did dig in deeper to the SEO stuff. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the SEO stuff. I just want to say there is a reason we push for SEO because, and I was just telling Ada before we started this, I'll tell you a little story for me. I didn't pay attention to SEO that much uh, until I started listening to someone named Neil Patel. If anyone has heard of him, literally is one of the only people. So write this down. I don't have slides, but I'm going to tell you when to write down the keynotes. So if you are taking notes, write down Neil Patel. He is one of the first people that I have ever listened to who can explain SEO stuff to me in plain English. Like, please tell it to me like I'm five years old. And that's what he does. So look him up for sure. Um, when it comes to wedding photographers, yes. I, a lot of what Ada touched on, I will 100% back it up in terms of blogging is not dead. Um, maybe take a different route if you want to refresh it. Go into a lot of people's, you know, Ada was saying, blog about venues that you want to shoot at. But let's take it even further and maybe round up some vendors, maybe do a style shoot if you have the energy for it, and mention that venue consistently when you're doing projects like this. And then also I wanted to touch on the AI that Ada was talking about. Um, I would say it has been magic for me just in writing, um, but I would, I would too, when it comes to your brand, stick your voice in there, like ask chat GPT and then switch up some words and make it sound more like you because Google will recognize AI text and put you kind of down lower in the scroll because they want, they still want real humans. So copywriters still golden. If you have a copywriter you love, work with them, or at least just push in more of how you talk normally but the chat GPT does help you give you something to start off. Okay. So that is what I want to touch on in terms of SEO. Moving on to something else that um, I might um, create an argument here because there's two different opinions on pricing. 
putting them on your website or not. We could get into two hours of discussion on this, on the pros and cons of putting them on, not putting them on. So here's what I will say has worked for a lot of my photography clients when I am working on their websites. Um, you know, once we've covered the SEO and we have people on your site, I venture to say that most of the people who do have their prices on their website are getting the sale. And this is coming from photographers that I've worked with for years. They're saying, as soon as I started putting my pricing on, people, it would kind of took a wall down because then people were like, okay, I don't have to get on a sales call from you just to get this number, to know if I'm even in your range. So even if it's a starting range, I vouch for put it on your website because now people want to know as much information as they can have. The other key to this is that when you have all this information put out onto your website, it almost builds this trust where they're like, okay, we're past the numbers. Now, do I like this person? Do I like what this person is like? Are we really connected? Now I want to get on a call and go further into this. And when you get them on that call, that yucky numbers talk is done. You don't even have to touch that. Now you're serving them on the call. And, and I'm going to get to the sales call later, but I just want to really press this is there are a lot of people walking away from websites that don't see the pricing because they don't have, some people don't have time or are not drawn to sales calls and they just want all the information and a button to book. You know, they could have been stalking you on Instagram already for eight months. And now they're like, okay, how do I book? And yet there's no information initially. So they're like, oh, but I don't want to get on a call and I want to drag this out. I just want to book them. So give me all the information. So that is something I vouch for. Also, after someone inquires with you, if you can send them even more information, I think pricing guides are still great, whether it's a digital PDF or it's a hidden page on your website. I think you are pushing the sale. Once you've gotten these people to your website, you don't want them walking away. And a lot of people want the nitty gritty upfront before they have to get on a call with you. Okay. So put things like a pricing guide on that initial email that gets back to them after they've inquired to you, they want information quickly. We're living in a New York minute world. So if you can have maybe some sort of template that still feels very personal, you can send that, have that send immediately. I know that HoneyBook allows this. I know that Dubsado allows this. Most CRMs allow an immediate email after they've filled out your inquiry form. Um, add things in there like your pricing guide, the details. Um, a bonus, I would say, is add a video of you talking. A lot of people, the reason they want to get on a call with you is they want to know if they jive with you. And this might be that moment where it, you get the sale because you already gave them face-to-face -face interaction with you. They don't even need to get on a call. They just want to press that book button because I like her. I want to work with her. So I would say think about what you're initially sending them right as soon as they inquire, because that might lock that sale in for you more than you think. Um, so moving on from that. Also, before I move on from pricing, um, I want to say I went to Croatia this past year and I was speaking on things like this and your brand presence online. And, you know, branding is an experience. Branding is not just logos and colors. Branding is what experience are they having with you in that journey of finding you, booking you, 
working with you, right? Um, I actually had the pleasure of sitting down. I didn't even expect this. I get to Croatia, I get into my Airbnb, and I am roomed with some of the biggest photographers that people know about. So I don't know if anyone has heard of Joel and Justina. Um, they're probably more well-known in the Europe side. Of, they're based out of Canada. And I'm thinking, oh, these people are, they're super nice. Like I'm sitting in the living room with them at night after a session and just, you know, chatting with them. And these people are making 50K per wedding, 50, 60K. These people are in the high-end market. And even in the high-end market, I got to see they have your same pain points. They're talking about the same things that you're talking about. I literally was listening, talking. They were talking to another high-end photographer right in front of me. Like I was front row seat on the couch in our pajamas, drinking wine. And they're talking about these things like pricing. And Justina just said, put your prices on your site. For God's sake, put them on your site. I'm like, okay, she's really serious about this. Um, telling the other photographer, put your prices on your site. Even if it's starting point, people want details before they have to get on the call with you. So that was something that they mentioned. And I thought, man, this is this is gold right now because now we're on the same level playing field. And so I just, I'll never forget that meeting that they are, they, even the high-end ones are saying, we're losing clients when we're not giving it all up front. So think about that. Also to piggyback on that in terms of your brand being your experience. Um, once you have gotten them to your site, you have gotten them to want you and really want to work with you. And then you've gotten them on a call, unless they already booked because you did all this homework and gave them so much up front. If you get them on a call, I want you to think about this as this is not a phone call to talk about prices. We may not even mention numbers at all on this call. This phone call is for them to feel heard. So I want you to introduce this call as let's talk about you first and your desires and your story, because when clients feel heard, they will, you will likely book that sale. So let them tell them your story. Let them don't, you don't have to say anything at first. Let them feel heard. After that, then you, if they ask questions, say, hey, this is a time for you to ask more questions. If I haven't given you everything that you need to book me, ask me now. Right. And so you get all those questions out of the way you break down the barriers, you break down any hesitations because you personally can break those down. Uh, if you're afraid of sales calls, I'm telling you most sales that are on the fence, that sales call is what's going to push them over. So think about all the people that you were like, OK, fine. They don't want a sales call. I don't want to I don't want to put makeup on anyways and get on a Zoom. I don't want to get on a phone call right now. Um, you could have had an amazing ideal client if you just would have hopped on. And that's coming from me who I'm an introvert. I would rather get in a hole and just design and not talk to anybody, but it just doesn't work that way if you want to make sales. So I would say once you have conquered that sales call, if you want to end that call, there are so many people who are afraid to ask for the sale. I need you to lose the fear of asking for the sale. Your brand presence, and I'm talking like the experience and the what that that taste that people get of you and your brand experience, there has to be some confidence in there. We don't want to be the desperate boyfriend. We don't want to be the desperate person. We want to be the confident person who says, do you want to move forward or do you need some more time? Do not be afraid to ask this question at the end of the call. 
I normally will say, you know, I'm also a service provider. While I'm not photographing weddings, I am working with people who do value the creativity of what I do. And so I say, are you ready for this proposal? And if they say yes, your immediate email after that call should include that proposal, more answered questions, possibly another video for that face-to-face -face connection uh, so that they can, you can book that call, you can book the sale and that's it. You, you basically serve them so much, there's no reason for them to walk away. Okay, so that's an immediate email right after your sales call. Um, and maybe do this, maybe this a little bonus for that is I know that HoneyBook allows um, an expiration date on proposals. This doesn't have to feel very pushy. It's more of a, hey, we want to give them the information and be upfront with them and say, hey, you know, just because we were on this call doesn't mean I'm holding your date, right? So you want to say, this proposal is available for the next three days. Um, I cannot hold the date. I would love for you to have that date. So just know there's an expiration. This again, pushes a sale and gives that sense of urgency if they're ready to book you. And then after that, send that email, let it go. You know, you had a call, you serve them. If they're for you and it's meant to be, they're going to book. But what I will say is there are a lot of clients walking away because you didn't follow up. They're busy. They're planning a wedding. I want you to maybe set a reminder for yourself, maybe within the next couple of days, not necessarily the next day, because if they're talking to other photographers, they probably need another week or so to get through all those calls. And then you follow up. And if you're the only one that has followed up, you're likely to get the sale. So a lot of us forget to follow up. And the only photographer who followed up in that client's journey is likely going to get that sale. So think about following up, set that reminder. Again, this is all about brand experience. So I wanted to share this because any photographer who is struggling to book things, you might already have the traffic. You're just not hooking them. You're just not hooking them into the sale. And these are different steps that can get you to win them over and actually get the sale. So um, I had a photographer tell me a story that they were in love with this photographer, but because they got so busy, they forgot. And they said, if they would have just followed up with me, I would have booked them. So, I, I mean, that was just reality hit. It hit for me, like following up is so big and though we're afraid to feel pushy. You're not being pushy. You're just reminding a busy person that, hey, you really wanted this. And I'm helping you remember that you really wanted this, you know, so that's another big thing. That is just some little sales tips for you so that people remember you and remember your brand and your client journey and they want you. They And then you get that sale. So that is a bit of that. Um, when it comes to the visuals and branding and things like that, that is, of course, absolutely my favorite part because I have been known to turn this brand experience into something that you can see visually from the very beginning. And so I am so glad that you guys are here. And so for those of you that are here, um, I also have a little fun gift to give you guys. Um, so I am offering one of the very most popular packages that have been like flying for me is my mini brand package. I'm not here to sell it. I'm just telling you people have been jumping at it because it's a very simple yet very professional deep approach you're not buying pre-made templates I want to give you that visual that is like that book cover that gets them in the door because there are people walking away from websites walking away from social accounts that have no continuity visually 
So while colors and logos aren't important, they are important to get them in the door. And that could be a whole nother show <laughs> from me, but um, I want to offer you that. I want to offer you that first impression visually. And so right now I'm giving 30% off um, only for the people who have come to this podcast who are here. There is a code and I believe Ada is going to share that. We can maybe even share it in the chat. Um, it does expire by, I believe the 29th is the day that we set it for. So if you go on my page, we can put that link. Um, I really want to help you with this first impression part so that then everything I covered today to grab that sale is right there behind all of that that got them in the door. So if you have not checked out her work yet, please do that because she is super talented and I'm jealous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Leslie, um, it really resonated with me, what you're yeah. saying. And I had to really, really agree with pricing on your website. Yeah. I've done this always. And it's really been a game changer in the sense that like, you don't have just people just writing you, inquiring with you, wasting your time because at the end of the day, they say, hey, you're totally out of budget. Um, it saves you time. It's very transparent. People trust you because they know you're not quoting them a different price compared to the next person, which happens quite a lot in our industry, I have to say. And um, another thing is, it's about once you have them on the call, there is no chat about numbers, which makes everyone uncomfortable. Like, let's say, let's face it, right? It's, um, it's totally already dealt with, you know, mm -hmm. like, when um couples inquire with us we already send it out to them and then they say okay we've agreed with the pricing let's go to the next step which is just yeah. getting to know each other like that's already sorted so once they hop on it's just about asking them like what do they plan for their wedding what are they envisioning like you know and it's such I'm a, excited yeah yeah such a chill conversation and yeah. at the end like let's see how she said you know uh make that sale it's not even like it doesn't have to feel so oh will you book me you know it's really just kind of saying hey you know if you're happy with what we chat about uh just let you know this is the process for booking letting them know saying to when that's kind of like available like they can come back two weeks later like the date can be done you know yeah. it yeah. could be a few days however you work in their business but just let them know and that's that like so like you will close more you know like um the inquiries that come through are so pre-qualified at that point that like it's even less pressure to to get those bookings like I truly believe yeah. that and I yeah. think I think we have to look at it more positively like we probably think nobody's seeing us we probably think of course with that social media mindset is well no one no one knows I exist that's probably not true. They're probably finding you, but there's no journey to follow. And so they're walking away. And so that's one big thing is like, think about the positive aspect of it is they're seeing you. They just don't know what to do next. And so this is how you're going to get more sales and, and don't feel like because my inquiries, oh, my inquiries are really low. Yeah. But when you've nailed down something that is so kind of funneled in to what you want them to do and what kind of client you want, and you're very specific, I think you're going to start to see some more valid inquiries 
of people you actually want to work with. And so don't be afraid of less inquiries. Be excited yeah. about more valuable inquiries that will turn into sales. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Yes. We're wrapping this up. It's been amazing. I will be sending out another email. Um, I'll link out to our past webinar. Uh, once I got this one sorted out, um, I'll add it plus all the codes and all the good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us live. Leslie, thank you for coming on. And <laughs> you always bring the gems. It's always fun with you, Stephanie. Thank you for being brave and coming up on here to ask your question. <laughs> and um, bye everyone. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time.